welcome to Sunday Chats 969, the podcast where you can listen back to interviews that were first broadcast on All FM 96.9. We are an award-winning community radio station based in Manchester. And on today's episode, my special guest is the fantastic author, Roy Page. And he's chatting to us today about his latest book, 50s Child, which is a collection of brilliant poetry looking back on the history of Manchester and Salford. Welcome to the Sunday Tea Show, right here on 96.9 All FM on your radio, allfm.org, wherever you are in the world, online. Joined by me, Ruth O'Reilly, delighted to be keeping you company. Now, coming up on today's show, my special guest, our real voice of Manchester and Salford, I will say this time, is the wonderful author and open mic poet, Roy Page. And he's here to tell us about his fantastic new book, 50s child welcome to the the show Roy it's great to have you on thanks Ruth thank you very much it's a great name as well Paige for someone who's just written a book is that your yeah, actual surname yeah. I hated it when I was a kid <laughs> but you know what yeah, I kind of like it now yeah yeah wow you found your whole new <laughs> lease of, of life there as as um, an author see so you're recently retired aren't yes, you yes. But you've got this whole new secondary career as well, as an author emerging. <laughs> I wouldn't say career, but uh, just started off with a bit of fun, really. Yeah. And writing poetry and, and got the bits and bobs. So, yeah. Congratulations are definitely in order. And congratulations are in order as well, because it's great to have you on as a City fan on a day like today. Yeah, yeah, I'm really putting myself <laughs> up today, yeah. <laughs> I know, and we are really grateful that, that you are here, considering what a momentous day it is. Um, but football's been one of your inspirations, hasn't it, for your writing? Yeah, I've written little bits about football, yeah, mm. just the city in the old days when it was the uh, main road and stuff like yeah. that. You know? So, yeah, yeah, that's one of the poems in, the, in my book is about uh, about that. I think that it's it's amazing for the younger generations to actually have a chat with with someone like you that remembers it before it was like the massive Etihad. Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but when I started watching City in the early seventies, they were a great team. Yeah. And then, obviously, it became the up and down, up and down. If you're a City fan, you'll accept that. You'll know it. But yeah. Who who, who knew how they could be now? You know. They, in the 90s, it was all United, the United era. Yeah, yeah. And we lived in their shadow, but uh, now, obviously... It's all, yeah, it, it, what goes around, come, it comes yeah, around full yeah, circle. Yeah. And, it's and great now, to be a City fan. Yes. <laughs> and you know what? The sky is actually nearly sky blue today, somehow. There Isn't that the there way? <laughs> Someone's looking down on uh, it. It definitely is. So, your new book, 50s Child... It's got a fantastic cover, first of all, I, I want to say, because it really, it draws you into this memory, doesn't it? It's like this vivid memory that, that you've got from your actual streets. Yeah, that is the actual little street that I was, I spent 10 years of my life when I was a little boy. Mm. A little cobbled street, two up, oh, two wow. down. Yeah. And looking down the street, you could see the Manchester Ship Canal and the docks, number nine dock was there. And uh, yeah, I've always... Um, 
so it's always been with me. We moved away, like yeah. you know, that place got knocked down. Oh, okay. Sixties, like everywhere, everywhere else. Yeah. And then I went back to work uh, when I started work as a truck driver, and I worked on the timber in the Salford area for twenty years. Oh, wow! So that's why I've seen all the changes over the years. Gosh, yeah. and as I was saying to you before, Roy, you're now like enjoying your retirement, but. Yeah. There it was, your your job there as a HGV driver. No one really associates HGV driver with poetry, do no. <laughs> no. Well, no, not, not back then, but, you know, uh, poetry now is a big world and uh, yeah. everybody's doing it, if you like. Yeah. So uh, these days, like everything else, you know, you've got more options. So if you can do it, if you think you can do it, just do it. Well, that's what what I love about everything that you're doing here with um, this book, Fifties Child, and also your open mic performances, because you're really inspiring people who may feel that the literary world is not really accessible to them to explore it, aren't you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah that's. I, I think that's uh, getting dated now. That view. I think people yes. are, are uh, kind of you know out there and doing. Mm. It. Yeah, there's a lot of young people doing it. There's yeah. a, lot, a wide range of poetry, isn't there? All different types of stuff. Yeah. The young people do their stuff, if you like, in their world, and yeah, it's. Uh, but and I, I do it with my memories. Yeah, and I love a that you're doing time. it. Yeah, with with your memories because it's kind of one of the old or old outdated views of poetry is that you know oh well, well what's the point of it then and stuff like that but you, you your poetry really does have a point to it doesn't it really does the little stories most of the time, yeah most of the time yeah and i actually rhyme my stuff yeah and not everybody rhymes mm. people write poetry and i don't know you, you you might call it a poem but you might not i don't yeah. know what 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 instigates a poem i don't know really yeah yeah so, but my stuff that's probably because I go back in the day, really. I, I rhyme my stuff because I thought poems had to rhyme. Yeah, yeah, I know what you mean, yeah. They don't really, but I do I do my stuff and I make it rhyme. It's really free-flowing, though, and I think it's yeah. a great way to actually tell a story and get the audience engaged in a story, just just the way that it that it rhymes and stuff like that. So is that something that always came quite naturally to you? Yeah, yeah, when you get an idea, mm. you have to work on it. You have to write the notes down and work on it. And if it is a story, I like to make it work and rhyme, but I don't like to make it rhyme just for the sake of it. Right, okay. Like, you know, it's got yeah. to mean something. It's got to be the right rhyme, if you like, you know? So yeah. that's my look on it anyway. And it's hard work sometimes. I can imagine, you know? yeah, because like so, some of these stories, that they're really varied. And it's like, how did he just get the, the rhyme in, just, just there and, and, and just like that? Um, but I first um, saw you like telling your, your stories in this, this poetic style um, at the, the popular Dulcimer Night in, in Cholton. Yeah, yeah. Um, and one of the, the first pieces that you were reading out there was, was about um, the, the Eagle Jumper, your, your dad's e oh, Eagle yeah. Jumper. And um, it, it was so... It gives you that kind of like warm and fuzzy feeling inside because it's so kind of like heartwarming. Um, you know, we're there with you, with with your memories, and these knitted jumpers. And in, in their day, they were like the thing to have. It's like the way people, I don't know, they, they have all the latest brands and stuff. Yeah, but back yeah, then, this jumper. Yeah, well, you know, <laughs> no, nobody had any money really. So yeah, your mum knitted, you know, knitted 
all day long, really, you know. Right, yeah. Like a hobby for her, but she, she made some great stuff. Gosh. These, these eagle jumpers. They yeah. Were, they were bees knees, you know. <laughs> Fantastic. Yeah. And these were a Canadian brand yeah, or something. Canadian, you know, the thick collared stuff with this. Yeah. And they had elks on the on the front. And, oh, uh, yeah. And stags and all that. Kind yeah, of yeah. Eagles. So, yeah, we all had one. <laughs> Gosh. Fantastic, yeah. But that was, that was the first time that, that I actually um, really saw your, your open mic performances. So, I'm just wondering, how did that actually get going for you from, for, from maybe writing yourself to deciding that you wanted to perform it? Well, uh, it started... Um, my brother used to do a little bit of uh, writing, writing. Okay. So, you know, and um, he's a bit younger than me and... I mention him a lot in the book because we grew up together. Yeah. But he did a lot of uh, poetry. And, I, and I, so, like, for birthdays and stuff like that, he'd get to know somebody and write poetry, mm. comical stuff. So I started doing that. A okay. And then I just kind of got into it. I think I thought, hey, I can do this. Mm. So I got into it. And whereas, like, because I'm a little bit older than my brother, right. I remembered more about the old days. And, yeah. Know, and it's, it, it's interesting to, to a lot of people. Because it's my generation left and nobody else after it, you know. Mm. So old Salford and Manchester's pretty much gone now. And yeah. I've still got the memories, so I can write it. Yeah, so that's how I started. I love that. I mean, we've got like this slogan at the station, the real voice of Manchester. I introduced you as the real voice of Manchester because you are like a Mancunian in a way, but you are Salfordian as well, oh. aren't you? <laughs> yeah, I'm a, I, I was born in Salford. Yeah. Very proud of me to be from Salford but I've lived in Manchester probably more yeah. than I, I did I went to went to work in Salford mm. for 20 years and then uh, but I only went to Salford got in a truck and then went somewhere else right okay yeah years. so yeah uh, but I'm proud to be Salford yeah definitely you speak a lot as well about the kind of divide that goes on because there's the north-south divide but then there's kind of like this intricate little divide isn't there between Mancunians and Salfordians yeah. it, it mainly comes from the Salford people because they don't get the credit for you know like the Manchester ship canal is in Salford mm -hmm. a bit, and uh, Manchester United are in Salford aren't they yeah. so it's kind of there's a little bit of a resentment but the fact is Manchester has grown into greater Manchester it's Yeah, massive now mm -hmm. so you can't really take it away from from the fact that you know yeah. people want because Salford's a city and Manchester's a city yeah you know there's a little bit of jealousy <laughs> going on there. yeah and then obviously people that come from further afield they don't really understand what it is but there is a kind of a definite distinct feeling isn't there when you kind of like cross over between Salford and Manchester <laughs> Yeah, well, I kind of don't. I don't know. <laughs> okay, you don't. Yeah, because I used to go to school in in Salford, and like we had we had different holidays to the oh, the people that used to go to school in in Manchester, and just right. yeah, li little things like that. But one of the things that's really good about this book is like the, the fact that you talk about this is what the the docks used to look like. That area used to yeah. look like. I'm always at Media City now, and the changes are just yeah. immense. <laughs> Yeah, you wouldn't believe it, would you? Yeah, yeah. no. Well, I, I wrote a poem about that, actually, called yeah. Docks and Keys, and uh, that just kind of, that, that tells the story, if you like. Mm. You know, the docks, when I was a little kid, it was, it was dying when I was a kid, really. Even, it didn't last that long. Right. Obviously, ships got bigger. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. And the container world came into, into you know, into Of course. The world. So, um, 
Yes. So I, when I was a kid looking down at sulfur sol docks, it wasn't. It was quite flat and knocked down. Right. Okay. Know, so, yeah. And yeah. I saw the changes through the seventies and eighties. Yeah. And I saw them building. Okay. Solver keys. Wow. Like today. Gosh, it's to even see them built. Yeah. And oh, when you're at Media City now, there's still this kind of like feeling that there is a lot more that can be done to it, isn't there? Even yeah. though it's pretty, what's there is pretty modern. There's still like sign, like little signs of what it, it used yeah. to be before. And I took my dad um, there to go to the the Imperial War Museum, and there yeah. was like. Um, like you know, little remnants of where they used to put the anchor, and yeah. that that Kept really, that, yeah. The, the docks, the number, all the docks are still there, aren't they? The water. Yeah, yeah. So that's a. Great that they've kept them, kept them there. Obviously, I know it's just like these little echoes of, of history. And, and my dad used to walk, um, work along that kind of porous area for a while, so he got really invigorated by these little bits and pieces. Yeah. Um, but but yeah, it's it's really good to have people like you that have got these distinct memories and can share them uh, with us now. So you've got a bit of a soundtrack going to your book as well, haven't you? To your poetry, a little bit, a little bit just a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I I don't know. So one of the things that I always like to do with um, authors is a little bit of Desert Island Discs. Oh, so okay. I don't know whether you've got any memories or associations to the the tracks that you played, or whether it's all They're kind just, of uh, memories from the book. Really. Right. Okay. Me, me growing. Yeah. My life, if you like. Which is your memories? Yeah. yeah. My memories. Yeah. Some of them. Yeah. Yeah. So so we're going to have one of them, but. I know that you want to kind of um, introduce the listeners that may never have seen you at open mic to some of your, your work as well. So, so what's the first of your poems that you've um, chosen? Well, this isn't this one isn't in the book, but it's it's a poem poem called the song. Okay. About music, if you like. Yeah. So perfect for I the radio. Can, I can yeah. do that for you. Yeah. Yeah. Take it away. Okay. This is the song. The sound of a horn or the beat of a drum are things that have been with us since mankind began. But who knows how it started, that very first song? I don't imagine it would have taken long. A song lifts your spirits and may cause you to dance, put a smile on your face, even start a romance. A song can be special to a man and his wife, to remind it how, how they started for the rest of their lives. A little child, when she learns her first song, trying her best not to get the words wrong and the words of a song can move you to tears like Mike and the Mechanics and the living years a busker in the market plays his songs in the street he brightens your day throws some change at his feet but it's not for the money that he stands in the rain it's for the love of the song and the music he's playing songs can be written of victories in battle and war to honour the loss of the brave men no more. Songs from the church, the mosque or the temple, thanking their gods for the right to be able. A song can be powerful and a song can be fun. A song can be popular when it reaches number one. But you don't need to buy it, it's a matter of choice. The only thing needed is you and your voice.
like and the mechanics there with, with the living years I mean that that's a very distinctive song that's always one of those songs that really gets you thinking isn't it yeah. Roy yeah, yeah. And we're coming up to, to Father's Day. I think it's kind of a lot of people think about their, their dads around around that time when yeah. they're listening to, to a kind of song like that. And you've got lots of memories of your dad kind of in your work as well, don't you? Yeah, yeah. Dad was a good guy, yeah. He's, that's only just a couple of years ago, passed away. Oh, I'm sorry, so, yeah. Uh, yeah, I remember him as well, same time. But yeah, great memories. I mean, going back to the old days, mm. it says, kind of says in the book that we didn't have much. Yeah. But we had loads of love and discipline. You know? Right. Yeah. That's how it was in them day. You had to do as you were told, or sort of kind of, <laughs> sort of. You know. <laughs> uh, but you know, like I say, nobody had made much stuff. You just played out. Mm-hmm. So. But the thing is, like the, these days, everyone's Instagramming everything every few minutes. Yeah. But back then, it was a big deal. I'd imagine, even if you had a camera, wasn't it? It's oh, like yeah, yeah, to, to yeah. get. When you look at this this lovely old black and white shot on, on, on the cover, when that was taken, I bet it was like, whoa, we've got this picture of our streets. <laughs> yeah, you can, yeah. Find, you can find them though on the, some of these yeah. sites, the Salford and Manchester sites, you know, they're all there. Mm. But uh, yeah, from years ago. But, yeah. I love that. I love I loved looking back on, on what used to be in different places and stuff like that. But like oh. I've got an album of my mum's with all these old pictures yeah. in it. And they're very precious, more so than what we take on our phones today. Yeah, everybody used to have albums and albums. Yeah. I've, got, I've got a suitcase full of albums. Oh, yeah. Mum and Dad's memories and all those kids growing up and all the grandkids. I think everybody used to have in the old days, but yeah. now it's all on the phone, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. So, but they don't know what's behind them, and that's why it's so good that you're actually writing all these memories of like what was actually behind yeah. the pictures. Yeah, yeah. I think it's quite important, that. What what yeah. poem would you like to um, read out for us next? Well, I spoke before about uh, growing up in a little street and how I, how I saw the changes all, over my life. Mm. So I wrote a poem about the docks, uh, about the changes, called Docks and Keys. Yeah. This has actually been published a few times, actually, and it was published in the Salford University 50-year art book. Oh, wow. So, uh, yeah, so it's quite... Uh, it makes you proud, yeah. I would imagine. I'm proud of that. Yeah. yeah. No, yeah. really. So, yeah, I can do that one. Yeah, now. take it away. Okay. When I was a kid growing up in old Salford town, our street was always empty, with no cars to be found. They were play streets for the children, playing Kit Kat and Rally Vol, and 20 aside footy games. How times are different now. From the end of our street you could see the docks and the Manchester Ship Canal with ships bringing goods from around the world to buy and trade and sell. Thousands of men moved millions of tons of iron, stone and earth, building bridges and locks and digging the docks. They all came for the work. When Queen Victoria cut the tape in 1894, she opened up a gateway and the world stepped through the door. For 60 years, the docks were booming, but slowly, over time, ships got bigger, containers took over, there was a gradual decline. While my Uncle Jack worked on the docks, driving a roll bell and laying down plates, and for almost 20 years, he walked through those dock gates. When the docks were busy and work was a plenty, there was a sense of pride. 
but when the dock gates closed for the very last time, part of Salford died. Now today, 50 years on, it's quite a different scene. The dockers are gone, but in their place has risen Salford Keys. They saved the docks and fixed the locks and made the water clean. Yes, Salford can be proud again of what it has achieved. It's a place where people live and work, once again the place to be, with museums, theatre, a media city and a home for the BBC. A water sports centre with swans swimming by, buildings of glass reaching up to the sky and across the water, hear the roar of the crowd, lies the theatre of dreams, so Matt would be proud. And if my Uncle Jack was here today, I know he would be pleased to see the progress that's been made down on Salford Keys. Yeah, we're on. <laughs> I would like to leave this city This old town don't smell too pretty And I can feel the warning sign Running around my mind And when I leave this island I put myself into a soul asylum Cause I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind So here I go Still scratching around in the same old Young, but my mind is very old So what do you say You can't give me the dreams of your mind anyway Half the world away Half the world away Half the world away I've been lost, I've been But I just can't stand it And I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind And if I could leave this spirit I'll find me a goal and I'll live it And I can feel the warning signs Running around my mind Here I go Scratching around in the same old home My body feels young 
Arthur, a world away. You're listening to the Sunday Tea Show right here on 96.9. All FM on your radio, allfm.org, wherever you are in the world. Online, you're joined by me, Ruth O'Reilly, and my special guest live in the studio is the fantastic open mic poet and now author, the wonderful Roy Page, the appropriately named Roy Page. <laughs> Great to, to have you here, and um, we are really privileged because it's a big day for you as a City fan along there with the Oasis guys is that why, why you're a fan of theirs <laughs> I, like, I like their music anyway I do like their music yeah, yeah I like that wow. song it's a lovely song yeah I think it, it really suits because the, the stuff that you're talking about here it does feel like half a world away now doesn't it yeah, really it does yeah. yeah yeah 50s child and your your title poem when it talks about how um hard life was i mean we're going through the so-called cost of living crisis now but people don't really realize that they've still got it easy compared with some of what was going on back then i probably was yeah me being a little kiddie i didn't know anything did i you know yeah i remember in the 80s when there was a uh, a recession mm. and uh, i was a young fellow with a, a family and um that was kind of a recession that you felt because there was blackouts and three-day weeks and oh wow everybody okay. sat around with candles on the table yeah know? and the recession of say 2008 or yeah that's the one i really feel remember like a recession because okay everybody still had stuff you know yeah it yeah there were different in my lifetime i've seen too and like you say the cost of living now and mm. what's happening now is uh, it's tough but th- you've got this um, line there about the the things that we owned were were, were very few, and now we, we've got more. But is that actually a good thing? Is Which is a really good point, really. Think, it? Yeah. When you see the kids with everything; they've got everything, haven't they? Yeah. They want for nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, most pe- most kids, mm-hmm. and um, we kind of didn't have anything. Mm. You made it up as you went along, you know. But you made your own entertainment, like with that that yeah. poem that you were. Um, but th- that you read out before, right, yeah, 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 about like these games, like kicking the can and and rally ball and yeah, all that, yeah. Just played in the street, yeah, all day, all night, you know, yeah, until the lights came on. And, then you <laughs> in, yeah. and making these carts and and stuff like that, but that's like what creates memories. I think people don't really create memories now because they know it's all there somewhere in the cloud anyway, and it's just kind of like online as well. I think kids are kids, you know. If they didn't have anything, they'd go back to that. Yeah, yeah. You know, and uh, yeah, it's not. It's just that they have stuff and other att- other attractions. You know, exactly. So. But uh, as um, as we read at the back up about the author, you're, you're a father of three, grandfather of uh, of five, and I was asking you what what do your family actually think about what what you're doing here with with this writing and stuff? Well, I think they're proud. Yeah, proud of the granddad. Mm. They don't kind of show it. <laughs> yeah. Kids are kids. Takes a while. The, the stuff I write, they don't really get it, mm. you know. So I don't push it on. That. I think that's right. My, yeah. I think that's my me really. I don't really push it too hard. Mm. I try to get even my kids that are in the forties now. I don't. Yeah. They're not that bothered, you know. Oh, <laughs> they're not that bothered. Yeah. When when did you get into the open mic? Because like you, you you're doing quite a few gigs now, and I know it's kind of like interfering with your football life. <laughs> A little bit, but but in a, in a good way. But um, yeah. how long have you actually been gigging? What you been reading poetry? Yeah, the gigs yeah, and stuff so, like that. Yeah, well, started just before COVID. Oh right, right, really. yeah. And uh, and then COVID stepped in and stopped. Mm. 
and uh, then it went online, didn't it? It went on to Zoom yeah. and stuff, and it's great. That was great. Oh, did you do some Zooming yeah, then as well? Zoom and you, you're talking to people reading poetry from around the world, aren't yeah. you? Which yeah, yeah. And a lot of people stay with that, and they like it. Yeah. I know a lot of guys who really keep with that and like it because mm. of the, the feel of the international field. Yeah. And um, and then it starts taking off again. But poetry now is best. I think it's not just Manchester, it's around the country. It's open mics. Uh, you you in the old days you just take a guitar or something yes. now you can read poetry and uh, so there's a lot of them about lots of them so yeah i go to as many as i can because i'm now retired and i've got time yeah and you are actually a multi-faceted creative person because you just like um reminded me there when you're like talking about the guitar and stuff because you, you're not just an author are you you actually have been in a few bands as well yeah i'm in a couple of bands at the moment oh you're still in yes. the bands as well but, oh wow uh, yeah one of them's a, a like a quite a, an ongoing thing yeah we're uh, we're just teaching a new bass player at the moment but we'll be away out out again soon okay and then the other the other band is keyboard related so it's taking a little bit more time wow but it's enjoyable it's you should come back here with, with your band then definitely should uh, what what's the name of your band so the, the main band is diversion Diversion. Yeah, See, I love that. That's a very modern name, even. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And the the uh, the band that we're trying to get off the ground with um, the keyboard player is um, Dovestone, a right. local a local site, really. Okay. Uh, uh, Dovestone, it's called. Dovestone. So we, we, you know, it's good stuff. It's good music, but. Um, is it cover versions or originals? Yeah, cover versions. Right. Yeah, okay. Yeah, most of it. Yeah, both co quite different bands, really. That's good. Yeah, That's good to kind of like explore different tastes and stuff like that. So, so what is diversion about? It's kind of uh, diversion is kind of it can go anything from the sixties music Great. through to today. But uh, like I say, the other Dovestone is keyboard related, really. Around okay. The, around the keyboard, I just sing in that one. So I'm thinking about sixties music now, because because my mum was like a teenager in the sixties and she was really into to sixties music. So is is it things like um the Tornadoes, is it? Was that kind of? Um, um, I'm not sure about that. Cause the, I mean, I remember this, the, you know, the tornadoes. Yeah. But I was a little bit young for the. I used to. I remember the Beatles when they started. Oh right. But I was kind yeah. of a little bit young, you know. I wasn't a teenager. I was only a little kid. Yeah. In those days, but you, yeah, you had the Hollies and uh, you know, oh, loads in the sixties. Yeah. Of bands. The, the Hollies were from Salford. Yeah, yeah. So, so you're singing some Hollies tracks as well, maybe. Maybe was it, it bus stop? One bus of those, stop, yeah. yeah. That's right, yeah. 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 Uh, so I think I've got a Holly's one on the list, haven't I? I think so. Yeah. Um, was it look through any window? Yeah. Yeah, we'll play that afterwards. I think you've got like a a particular poem though that that kind of relates to that. Uh, not not so much that one, but my mum. I've got a little story. My mum and me auntie. One of the Hollies, uh, the lead singer on Clark, my mum said, oh, we used to push him round in, oh. in his trolley, you know. No way. <laughs> when they were kids, you know. She always used to say stuff like that. That is, that is so amazing. Yeah, and then, so then he was on top of the pops. And oh, yeah. yeah. Wow. Okay. So so we've got Diversion, which is your your band where you're doing the singing. So, well, I'm singing and playing guitar. And okay. Uh, but with Duststone, I'm just singing. Oh, wow. Yeah, just singing with that. So, yeah, enjoying it. Poetry yeah. and writing lyrics are quite similar, aren't they, in a way? Yeah, 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 yeah. So do you write songs as well? 
Not really. I mean, okay. I've, I've converted a couple of my poems mm. just for my own. I don't push them out, really. Oh, well, I think you probably should do more of it now that you've got the time and stuff. Because you are, like, very newly retired, so... Yeah, yeah. about a year. Yeah, about a year. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. No, you need to kind of push that out well, some more. Yeah. But do you want to read an, another one of your poems for sure. us? Um, do you want me to do... Oh, OK. I've got one called, out of the book, called Buffalo Bill's Wild West Story. And this is a wonderful story, actually, yeah. yeah. And... Um, and not a lot of people know that Buffalo Bill and his entourage in the 1800s came to Salford before wow. the docks were there and um, brought the, the Wild West show with them. Gosh. It's all there in the history books. They came over a couple of times, actually. And can you imagine it? The, you know, that is... In those days, on a ship coming over. I just wonder, how did they get to know that Salford... So, so all that area where it was where it's the docks now, I'm, yeah. I'm assuming that's like was like a big open-air space. Well, that used to be Manchester Racetrack. OK. OK, the first Manchester Racetrack, horse racing track, before they built the docks and moved it to another place. Wow. Manchester, yeah. A lot of people don't know that. You have to research sometimes. Yeah. So I researched this poet, this Buffalo Bill... Uh, Wild West show, and this is um, all true. All yeah, true. I just made it into a poem. It just—it sounds like such a story. It sounds like kind of a wonderful story, and then when you like turn around and say that it's all true, it's all the true. listeners will be absolutely astounded with this. Take it away. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I went for a walk the other day down Kansas Avenue, just off Old Broadway, and I looked across at the Docklands before me where the new Salford Keys stands today. And I tried to imagine a time before that, when on that same land stood the old Manchester racetrack, where Buffalo Bill Cody brought his Wild West show to amaze the Salford people all those years ago. It was the winter of 1887 when the Wild West tour came around. They set up their teepees and circled their wagons by the cobbled streets of a dirty old town. They built an arena inside the old track and the crowds packed in every day to watch sharpshooters, rough riders and Indian braves as they put on their colourful display. They brought horses, mules, elk and deer and even some buffalo and Custer's last stand at the Little Bighorn was always the finale of the show. One sad thing happened on this Northwest tour to a six foot seven inch Indian brave. The cold, damp winter took his life one day. Surrounded by the enemy was his name. Then Little Chief and Goodrobe had a baby girl, the first Sioux Indian born outside the USA. They named her Francis Victoria Alexander with the Indian name over the sea. They had her baptised at St. Clement's, where the locals came to see such a thrill. And all the colourful show people arrived at the church, led on horseback by Buffalo Bill. Then before they left town on their very last night, Buffalo Bill Cody got into a fight. He punched out a cabbie who asked for his fare, then went off to bed without even a care. The magistrates find him, but Bill had long gone. After five months in Salford, the show had moved on. Sadly, very little is known of this story today. 
but I wonder if she knew her of her birthplace in Salford, that little Indian girl named Over the Sea. But my love, by the gasworks wall Dream the dream, by the old canal I kiss my girl, by the factory wall Dirty old town, dirty old town Clouds are drifting across the moon Cats are prowling on their beams Springs a girl from the streets at night Dirty old town, dirty old town Works well. Dream the dream by the old canal. I kiss my girl by the factory wall. Dirty old town, dirty old town, dirty old town. Old 
That was the Pogues there with Dirty Old Town. You're listening to the Sunday Tea Show right here on 96.9 All FM with me, Ruth O'Reilly, and my special guest live in the studio, who is the fantastic Roy Page. We're chatting to him today about his latest book, 50s Child. I love the size of this book. It's a, it's a little paperback pocket book. It's great to just put in, in your bag. Um, but it's it's only available as a physical book right now, isn't it? It's um, yeah. Um, you'd have to get it off Facebook. Really. Okay. You know, see if you if you found me on Facebook, I could probably send you a copy if you like. Okay. If that's the only way I can do it, really. Right, but but you you are on Amazon with the book as well. No, not on Amazon. Oh, I did no. see it on Amazon. Oh, did you? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's oh, I think somehow it's got on Amazon. <laughs> Maybe your publisher Andy, has done it. Yeah. Oh, right, okay. But do you want to, to, to let listeners know um, how they contact you on, on Facebook? I mean, do, do you have a web page? You've got so many amazing stories and stuff like that. Do you actually have a, a web page, or was this your first? No, this is my first. You've it's just Roy Page okay. on Facebook. Okay. So, easy to find that. Okay, Roy Page, yeah, and it's a very re- memorable and name as well, Roy Page. You can personal message me on Facebook, can't they? And they can, yeah. You know, I can send copies brilliant yeah because it because it's 16 poems and i was amazed when you told me that you kind of like rush this this book through because it, it feels so 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 well put together really but you said you, you rushed this book together for christmas didn't you yeah, initially yeah, it didn't come on it, it came in january right <laughs> yeah oh well great start to your new year of 2023 i think you know getting all this out there oh well, yeah Good to, I was good to see it anyway, it was great. Yeah, no, I, I, it's, it's a great size, it's like, um, would you call this A5? I think you would, wouldn't you? Oh, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, so it's, it can be read in, in one sitting and all these amazing stories. Now, now you are no stranger to, to All FM actually because yeah. you, you were here before on Popey and Joe's show, weren't you? The Kaleidoscope right. yeah. show. Um, before COVID, was that? COVID, yeah, because yeah, yeah. you were saying that you were over at the other side. And as, as listeners may, may know, we're here at Levin's Hume, our library, this big performance space. I love to chat to, to new authors because this used to be an old library kind of thing, you know, it's oh, like right, yeah. staying yeah, with, the, did, with yeah. the spirit of it. Yeah. Um, but you you were over there at the Kaleidoscope, with Kaleidoscope over at the other side. This is the brand new studio now. But Joe, who's not... Um, is not like broadcasting with Popey at, at the moment. He actually got you to to write a poem for him, didn't he? Yeah. So what happened? Um, I used to for the last twenty four years. I drove a truck mm. for the AA for the Automobile Association, okay. and uh, I picked. He, he had an old car. Uh, wow. Proper old car, fifty. Yeah. Car, and uh, it broke down, so I picked it up one day. Okay. That's how we got to know Joe. Oh wow! We got chatting and uh, talking about Salford, and uh, he lived in the street at the side of my old street, apparently. Right. Oh, your yeah, old street from this book. Boy. Yes. Oh wow! Uh, okay. And um, so we got chatting, and we've got a lot in common, and uh, we stayed in touch. And he was working as a, he was working on the hospital radio. Right. And. Um, he, intru- he invited me down to a uh, 50th anniversary, so me and my wife went down, and I wrote a po- I wrote uh, Joe's first car, and gave him. Gosh! And he's quite pleased with it. So, 
so, so, so that car that you picked him up in, that wasn't his first car though, was it? No, that wasn't <laughs> the same car. No, that was, yeah. Well, it was kind of an old car from yeah. a vintage car. Mm. He was uh, he was having a little bit of trouble with. So Gosh. I, I what I used to do for the AA, I, I had a I had a truck. I put it on the back of my truck. And right. Took it to the garage. That was a good career. Brilliant. Yeah. yeah. I guess you get to know lots about cars that way as well, wouldn't you? Yeah, but you get to know. In my particular job, you got to know more about people. Yeah. You uh, you put the car on the back of the truck. And sometimes you'd be with somebody for four or five hours, taking them Gosh. home, you know. An absolute stranger, so, so it's... Yeah, so you was... Uh, have to hope that you get someone that will be chatty. <laughs> yeah. It's, well, there's some great stories. I could write a book about that. You should, yeah. Definitely <laughs> should, yeah. yeah. But but I, I did enjoy this... Um, Joe's uh, first car there because it, it, it's full of wonderful little bits and pieces. So, so, so can we have that one? Sure, yeah. Just to say that uh, I picked some of the highlights of... Uh, Joe wrote, uh, gave me some notes about the, about the old days with his car. Okay. Buying his first car in Salford and passing his test mm. and going out with it with his friends. And uh, when he went to buy the car, he went out with uh, a guy called Eric Taylor. Well, he was an apprentice mechanic at the time, so he took he took Eric down to right. So I'll tell you that I'll read the poem anyway. It's called Joe's first car. He passed his test third time lucky in 1962. Nine lessons in a minivan with Arthur's driving school. He worked and saved as hard as he could and called in every favour. Then off he went to buy a car, armed with Eric Taylor. At Mount Pleasant Garage, there it stood, a Ford Anglia, black and sleek. So he struck a deal for 35 quid, plus 15 bob a week. He took it home to Frederick Street to show his mum and dad. His mum said later she felt like the Queen while sitting in the back. He went to the local hardware store to buy silver tape and white gloss. And with go faster stripes and white wall tyres, he felt like Sterling Moss. Out to the Oasis Club on a Tuesday night, with Morris, Eric and Colin. Watching the pop bands of the day, in his treasured passion wagon. Then once a week, when he'd been paid, without hesitation, he'd call and get his half a gallon, from Estrie's petrol station. Times are different nowadays. We have more things by far, but Joe says they were happy days when he bought his first car.
was the hollies there with look through any window a great 60s classic and of course if you enjoy your 60s music you can listen to alan's show every thursday between 2 and 3 p.m where he takes you back to the the 60s but right now my special guest live in the studio is the fantastic roy page and we are chatting to him today about his latest book 50s child and I think it's it's one of the things that people always say about writing, don't they? They say, write about what you know. And, and that's what you are actually really doing in this book, writing about what you know. Yeah, yeah, it's based on, you know, memories, really, a lot of it. Yeah, my life, yeah, some of it's from Salford, but I've got one or two in there because I had to rush it a little bit. Mm. I kind of put a little bit like that running poem. I, I used to be a... Uh, Used to do a lot of oh, did you used to do it? You're yeah. so multi-talented, Roy. Really. <laughs> Is that but the running all my life? Yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, we should hear that then. Yeah, it's kind of because, it, um, yeah, running's kept me really, you know, going. Yeah. Over the years. Gosh. And uh, in the eighties, it was kind of like, if it, it was not like as popular as it was today. No. Uh, it took really took off, you know. So yeah. Since you've always been running, then. Yeah. Yeah, always, yeah, always run, run marathons and stuff, you know, different stuff. Gosh. Lots and lots of shorter races, you know. So with a running club with East Cheshire Harriers in uh, Ashton-under-Lyne. was with them for a few years. Oh, nice one. Yeah, so I wrote a poem about it. But what about the Manchester Marathons? Are you ever going to try any of them? I've done one. Oh, did you? I've done the Manchester Marathon, yeah, years ago, in the 90s I'm talking about. Yeah. Uh, London, done London in yeah. the 90s and... Uh, I ran a marathon, a marathon in Benidorm once, would you believe? Gosh, <laughs> no, how did that come about? <laughs> I don't know, I just enjoyed it, just to do it. Yeah. Running's always been one of my favourite things since, since school. Yeah. One, two, won two medals, one of them was presented to me by George Best, I know you won't be keen on that, but, <laughs> but it, was, it was kind of like amazing, because he, he was so much more shy in yeah. person, yeah. you know, and I think that he was just terrified that kids wouldn't think he was cool anymore, or whatever, oh, but... <laughs> But looking back on that, I was like, I'm so glad that I got that for, for running. So so I, so I love running my, um, myself. So, so let's hear this one then, Running All My Life. Okay, Running All My Life. I wrote this uh, a couple of years ago. Um, I think probably just after COVID finished. Okay. Maybe 2020, I think hmm. it was. Something like that. I used to run everywhere when I was a lad. Running to the local shops for my mum and dad. I would run around the streets playing with my mates. And every morning and afternoon, 
I'd run through those school gates. And when I started running, I played football for a time. A nippy little winger running down the line. Then in the 1980s, I joined a running club. So I started running races every weekend if I could. And if I went day, I'd take my running shoes. I've run in lots of countries, taking in fantastic views. I've run over the cliff tops along the Cornish coast. I've run down through Greek islands from Corfu down to Rhodes. I've run in Lanzarote, Gran Canaria and Tenerife. I ran a Spanish marathon and one through the London streets. I've run through Turkish campsites in trainers, shorts and vest and along the Portuguese Atlantic coast where the fishermen hung their nets. I've run from a log cabin in Toronto and Montreal and through my life as a runner I think I've seen it all. I've run in rain, I've run in snow, I've run in searing heat. People think you're crazy when you run past them in the streets. But through my life running's kept me fit in body and mind. When a problem arises, I go for a run, the solution I usually find. Running's been a big part of my life and it's not quite finished yet. I'm slowing down and running less the older that I get. And when I finally stop running, I won't have one regret. I'll probably write a poem retracing all those steps. Yeah. <laughs> 
keep on running there and we've played that because Roy Page has just added running onto his list of many talents so there's more talents to come because I wanted to know whether you had any plans to to write another book and you said that that you do but what you want to do next is actually illustrate it yourself as well yeah I'd like to yeah wow I'd like to, yeah that's the next thing I think so you're a bit um, of an artist yeah. Yeah, I like to do caricatures and, you know... Caricatures, art, wow! Stuff like that, yeah. Okay. I've done that, a lot of that over my life, yeah. Just drawing and stuff. Yeah, well, that so would be amazing. That's what I'd like to do. You know, I've got poems Yeah. lots of different things. This this little book is basically on, on a theme. Yeah. Old Salford, if you like. Mm-hmm. But I've got poems about other stuff, and I'd like to illustrate them. Yeah. And see how I go. Take my time this time instead of rushing it, rush, rushing it out. Well, this is introducing us to to your work, I suppose. I, I did see you at Dulcimer's once when you you were actually um, performing a very humorous piece on on James Bond, James Bond themed yeah, films. Rap. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you had the music to to go with it as well, which which was fantastic. So I would enjoy um, seeing what your next book. Um, what would be, but but car has been a theme, hasn't it, for you? Because you got Uncle Terry's American car, which yeah, I thought was amazing. Uncle Terry's American car, yeah, you wouldn't believe that, yeah, <laughs> yeah. So he just had an American car when nobody else had a car mm. yeah, in the old in the street, big black with wings, you know. Big wow, with the wings, wings yeah, wow. Parked outside, you know. I suspect people thought he was a bit of a film star or something <laughs> at the time. I don't know what they thought, but, but uh, he was a good, he was a cool dude. The time in the 60s. I would love for, for the listeners to, to hear that one. Yeah, on yeah. the cover, you've got two cars as well. That, none of them are his car, no, though, are they? No, though? no. But that was just like the two cars on the street yeah, that day. Yeah. yeah. Okay, I can do that one for you. Mm. Yeah, so this is a, again, it's a, my uncle Terry, he was a single fella, and uh, in his, he was like a teddy boy, if you like. Oh, yeah, Built drain in, pipes. Yeah, all that sort of stuff. Yeah. And he just had this black American car. Where did it come from? Yeah, well, I don't know where he got it. From. And that would have been expensive because cause, the cause they take up a big, those old style ones, they take up a big proportion of the street, don't yeah. they? Because everything's massive in America. But if you think in those days, there weren't many cars. Be- and, mm. like, you know, like everybody's parked on the pavement now. Yeah. But it wasn't like that. There were yeah. two or three cars in the street at the most yeah. in the 60s. And, you know, he was. So he had presidents. Show off. And he he could park that that car without getting in anyone's way as yeah, well. Yeah. So yeah, I'll give you that point. Yeah, yeah, please. Okay. My uncle Terry had an American car parked at the top of the street, black and shiny with white wall tires, all chrome with black leather seats. There weren't many people had cars back then, unaffordable to the average man. There was only two other cars in our street a taxi and my dad's three-wheel van. This car would not have looked out of place on the streets of San Francisco instead of cruising down Regent Road or outside Weiss Bus Depot. It seemed out of place from a different world, something only seen on the telly. But there it was in that Salford Street and it belonged to our Uncle Terry. He asked me and our kid to guard it once from the rest of the kids in the street and if you saw a dirty mark, you'd polish it off with some spit on the end of your sleeve. One day he said he'd take us to Blackpool, but we'd have to get permission off our mum. So we ran down the street to ask her, but when we came out, he'd gone. So when I watched those old films from the 60s, they'd bring back a memory from afar. 
and I think about my Uncle Terry and his big black American car. <laughs> I just love that. And the fact that when you came out, he'd he'd gone. I was like, where's he gone? But you said he'd not gone he to was, America or something. He'd he just done one. Oh, gosh. Yeah, no, and it's just kind of... That, 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 that's the humour and spirit of the time, isn't it? It's just yeah. like, do uh, stuff like that. I was at a poetry reading uh, a few weeks ago, mm. and um, there was a, a guitar player on there. Okay. He'd written a song about Regent Road in Salford. Right. Uh, I don't, do you know Regent Road? Yeah. yeah the, main, the main dual carriageway that goes into in Manchester. Yeah, yeah. Well, when we were little kids, and he'd written this, this song about... Uh, how bad it was and sat in the traffic in Regent Road, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. That was his theme. And I said, well, I've written poetry about Regent Road, shopping with my mum on Regent Road. Okay. When it was shops, just nothing but shops up wow. Regent Road. And he said, are you joking? There was shops. You couldn't believe it. You, you wouldn't believe it, would you? Gosh. It was half as wide as it is now, and it was shops both sides, all the way along. That's amazing. shopping area. Yeah, yeah. I di when, when I saw, because you wrote a poem, didn't you, shopping with my mum, and I did, yeah. it didn't really stick with me that, that yeah. Read your road. Gosh. <laughs> so, the younger generation, and I think this guy might have been sort of like your age, if you want yeah. to say, so people of your generation don't know about how it was on Regent Road. That is amazing. Yeah. So, so, so do you want to read that for us then? I, I know that you're eager to, to no, go I'm, out I'm today. Yeah. Yeah. It's called Shopping with My Mum. I used to go shopping down Regent Road back in the day with my mum. Our kid was a baby, so she used to push him round while I held on to the pram. In and out of different shops, looking for bargains and deals. Her housekeeping money had to last all week to provide us with all of our meals. Well, I've always had a lazy eye, so they coloured a good one with a plaster. And if I let go of her hand while shopping, there was a good chance I might have lost her. She would ask the butcher for a pound of mince, some scraps for the dog, and a quarter of boiled ham. And as I watched in amazement at the mincing machine, I'd ask, are we getting a dog, ma'am? Well, those days are long gone, and her kids have all grown, with stories and tales of their own. But ma'am was always there to watch and to care, and we could always go back for a moan. Then as she got older and found life a struggle, I'd pick her up and take her shopping in the car. And as she picked her groceries, still looking for bargains, I would secretly watch her from afar. And think about that time a long time ago when we went out shopping down Regent Road. Oh, that was amazing. Thank you so much for um, taking time to stop by and, and tell us about your book, Roy. I do appreciate it, especially on, on a day like today. But I do think it's it's good for, for you, a City fan, to be on the radio on a day like today as well. Yeah, sure. Come on, the blues. <laughs> well, listen, thanks for... Uh Inviting me today. Yeah, I've enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's been it. it's been brilliant, and I wish you all the the success with the um with the book. You need to come back um with your band if you ever want to. Um, but do you want to to let the listeners know again um how how they can get Fifties Child because it, it's a lovely yeah. physical copy. Just look for Roy Page on Facebook. Roy Page. Uh, yeah, is, is it your personal page or a special one for the book? It's no, it's just my personal okay. page. Okay. Yeah, just right. Work, okay. Yeah, just personal page. Brilliant. And if you per private message me, I, I can sort something out. Okay. Yeah. 
No problem. Thank you very much. And you're welcome. And because you do a lot of open mics, w- when is your next one, if anyone wants to come and see you uh, live? I, I can't. Oh. I'm quite spontaneous. I think I'll be okay. down... Uh, so the Dulcimer Bar is uh, yeah. the first Thursday of the month. Yeah. And I'm hoping to go to this one in Glossop at the Labour Club in Glossop on the first Thursday of the month. So I kind of mix and match. Oh, okay. So I think that'll be my next one. Yeah. Oh, wow. I, I think that we, we, we may have had the um, the, the founder of uh, of the Glossop open mic on, on, on before, actually. Andy. Yeah, Andy, yeah. Andy Milliken. Andy Milliken. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. We've had a lovely Andy on. Okay, also, so you'll be at his event as well. There's also uh, the station in Ashton. In Ashton yeah, Delight. oh, yeah. So that's kind of a, a hub uh, for the homeless people. Uh, the lady there runs a poetry night once a month in there. It's wow. an old pub that she just opens at the weekends. Mm. But she feeds the homeless, the lady, uh, Pauline Town. Oh, know, wow. You know, you might have heard of yeah. off the TV. And you did that a wonderful gesture of donating your first set of sales from this book to Pauline, didn't you? Yeah, to the homeless, yeah. Yeah. That's the best I could do for her. That was a brilliant gesture. So there's, so there's lots of, of ways that people can, can see you and, and, and connect. And, and I suppose when you go to these nights, you bring a couple of copies and, and stuff if anyone wants to sure. get yeah, it. Sure, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah been great to to speak to you today and uh look forward to the you, the rest of your um match now yeah, thanks, Thank you very much. okay take care so, so we'll, we'll finish now with one of your choices that i probably should have played for, for for buffalo bill really but but never mind um it's jimmy nail and cowboy dreams It's easy. 
easier than it seems I'm gonna ambush you at sundown Gonna give you cowboy dreams I'm gonna give you cowboy dreams Love's a silver bullet that blows your world apart I wanna have it written on my tombstone Here lies the boy who stole your heart Jimmy Nail there with Cowboy Dreams. You're listening to the Sunday Tea Show right here on 96.9 All FM on your radio, allfm.org, wherever you are in the world, online. Joined by me, Ruth O'Reilly. Delighted to be keeping you company this Sunday. Well, we had to let the lovely Roy Page get off to enjoy his city game. So big thank you to the amazing author, Roy Page, for being my special guest on today's show. His new book out is called 50's Child. It's packed full of wonderful memories. It's really good to look back on what Salford and Manchester used to be like and just make you like really appreciate all the luxuries that we've got these days. 